गोजबाम्स 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 लियरिंग पीटर डोरी कॉमेंटेट इफ यू रिमेंबर हिज वर्ड्स फ्रॉम रोमा द रोमा बार्सोना गेम एंड नाउ दिस मैन आई हैड गोजबाम्स हेलो एवरी वन आई एम योर होस्ट प्रसाद बुदकर एंड ज्वाइनिंग मी इज माई को होस्ट स्लोमो सैम्यूल एंड वे आर रिकॉर्डिंग एट टू थर्टी ए एम इन द मॉर्निंग टू फोर्टी फाइव इन फैक्ट एंड दिस इज द न्यूएस्ट टाइम दैट वी आर रिकॉर्डिंग जस्ट जस्ट आफ्टर द नापोली आर्सनल गेम विच आर्सनल हैव वन एंड आर थ्रू टू द सेमी फाइनल बट बट द हाईलाइट ऑफ द एपिसोड इज द चैम्पियंस लीग गेम and that one of the games is ajax juventus obviously the other one is messi and barcelona and united which united lost and barcelona went through 3 2 3 0 sorry 4 0 4 0 on aggregate yeah. that's what happens when you record at a new time but but slomo let's can you give us our listeners what we are going to do on episode number 42 of the panenka view podcast Hey everyone uh, so we'll be uh, discussing the Champions League quarter final second legs um, all what happened the uh, latest draws and also the second leg of the quarter finals of the uh, Europa League where Arsenal I'm glad to say have <coughs> progressed to to the semi finals uh, we'll be also be giving everyone a quick a uh, review of what happened in the what will be happening in the pl this weekend with spurs taking on city and arsenal uh, they uh, play uh, prasad whom uh, do arsenal play in crystal the palace. they play crystal palace at at home at the emirates and then you have uh, everton taking on manchester united in the premier league so we dive in straight into the biggest news in world football right now which is the young ajax squad um uh prasad how impressive were ajax in this game thoroughly 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 impressive i mean yeah. they 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 are slick they are quick they are so deadly on the counters as well they know their stuff and uh, they are young and they know what to do they they clearly had knocked the defending champions out last time and this time around they knocked cristiano and juventus so that like knocking out cristiano's ex team and now the current team and uh, those are the two biggest teams that were touted to win the champions league so we could have seen a real madrid versus juventus and then people say we could have seen a juventus versus man city but now we are seeing an ajax versus spurs and ajax was thoroughly brilliant absolutely and when you go down to that cristiano ronaldo goal especially in a quarter final and there's a stat saying that Cristiano when he scores in a quarter final his teams never lose and that's the first time that his team has lost so you can imagine the magnitude of those goals especially after Van de Beek was lucky and it, he was through one on one on the goal and slotted it past Chesney and then Dele converting the header from the corner you know what a what a story this will be and Frankie De Jong's already done his uh, new owners of you know favor by knocking out Real Madrid So what a story it would be if Ajax go on to lift the Champions League. I mean, you could hear Peter Drury's voice and you get those goosebumps yeah. and you think that in all of this transfer uh, market and stuff where the prices are booming so high, there there is this Ajax squad that comes in who are who have been built right from the scratch. 
in such limited budgets yeah. and they go on and defeat two of the biggest teams in europe so it's thoroughly thoroughly impressive and mind you we are missing out on something ajax were europa league finalists two seasons back against united they lost that final against united but that was the start of something special which they have gone on and built and you can see what they are proving on the field right now yeah. so uh, thoroughly th- some more thinking to do for allegri and juventus who clearly will go home and say this was their best chance of winning the champions league considering the fact that the others are out so slomo that's about it from juventus and ajax and ajax are through and peter drury really made all the points isn't it yeah uh so prasad a quick uh, maybe we are digressing from the topic but uh, i think uh, this young ajax squad i might be talking about it in a very negative way but i feel they will be taken taken apart like the monaco team of 1617 2016-17 where you now have uh, frankly uh, de jong uh, moving to barcelona and you will there will be bids coming in for delight and i feel even uh, david neres so how how do you see that happening because this is a story of hope this is a story of passion in uh, europe in a very very f- uh, f- uh, financial game of football so how do you see uh, this ajax team panning out oh yeah that's for sure that uh, they are going to be picked apart now because everyone's uh, now the hottest target for the european yeah. clubs even their keeper is barely 19 years old yeah yeah and and that goes on to show what they've done in their academy isn't it you have mark overmars and vanders are doing some brilliant job there scouting players and even they've got everything correct right from the boardroom to the scouting stuff to the players on the field and um, david neres is surely neres is surely getting a bid van de beek is getting a bid de jong is already on his way to barcelona lasseshon is also going to get a bid soon sooner rather than later delit is leaving but you don't know where he is going he might end up at bayern or he might end up at barca or he might end up at real madrid yeah and then you have onana who's also on the shopping list so it's inevitable like monaco was picked apart and you know what money can do these days so i still believe ajax as a club has always been true to its roots and what johan cruyff has done yeah. uh, his legacy is immortal and uh, it's just about making this season a grand success they are alive they they can win the league they have a, they are the knvb cup the dutch cup and they are still alive in the champions league so who knows we might be on for a potential treble yeah uh, for them but it's all about winning this season and then seeing how it goes and if they are able to sell their players for a huge amount which they have in frankie de jong and stuff they could probably go on and buy some uh, you know uh, proven players or maybe invest that into the academy and get some more gems out of that academy because they are one of the few clubs who do that honestly yeah. so juventus ajax I think we predicted that we predicted that anything might happen and we got our predictions right well we also got <laughs> our predictions completely completely right in the united yeah. barca game yeah. and messi magic isn't it and yeah. dehea with that howler yeah clearly goes on to show what messi is capable of doing still at the age of 32 yeah but uh, united also had a, a, a couple of chances in in the very first minute itself with 
Rashford hitting the post in in the first 30 seconds itself. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and, and if that had got gone in, yeah, we are level on aggregate, and yeah. then anything can happen. But uh, we all expected Barcelona to push through and just have a comfortable win, and we saw that happen at the camp now on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, so Prasad, okay, now let's just go through and see maybe how United can reshuffle their a uh, 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 defense for the oh, upcoming oh. season because. United want young players, but they are giving young contract. I have been waiting <laughs> the past ten minutes to say uh, to say this pun, but let's get a little uh, realistic here. And maybe how do you see Ole reshuffling his uh, lineup? Well, uh, he needs backing, isn't it? It's yeah. not just about giving him a three-year contract and saying, "Hey, this is a mess. Clear it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah fix it." He needs backing up. And if you look at the stats. Uh, four out of the five played in the UCL game where Basel knocked out United. So barring Lindelof, the other five were still in the squad, yeah. and the five consisting of what Smalling, Jones, and Young. And we were very quick to pred- uh, you know we were very quick to uh, in the preview saying that you know Young could turn out to be a liability there. Yeah. And Dallo should be used. Diego Dallo, who yeah. was later in the. Um, you know, second half, but clearly the first two goals kind of slipped, and the the tie away from United took the tie away from United, and that Dahea Howler unexpected, the magnitude of the keeper that Dahea is, you know, yeah. uh, Dahea led that through, and yeah. that was unfortunate by the way, but the first goal was class, like the bounce bouncing before Dahea into the top into the bottom left corner. Typical Messi goal, given the space and time to shoot, and that's it. Three nil. Coutinho with a screamer that buried the tie eventually in the 64th minute. Yeah. So it was an all-round performance, and we've been vocal about this in our previous episodes as well. I mean, Valverde's Barca might not play the most beautiful football, but, but they, they are, get the job done, right? Yeah, they, are get, they get the job done, and they're very pragmatic, and that's what matters in football, isn't it? The results, how, however, they come by. Yeah. So those these two ties were from last night, but yeah. But let's go on to some more some at the Etihad, yeah. and there was a seven-goal thriller, mm-hmm. uh, some VAR controversy, some offside calls and stuff. Yeah. But Shlomo, how what did you make of the City Tottenham game, especially after Pep celebrated that Aguero goal like they had won the Champions League? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think even I got very very excited when. Um, Sterling put that ball in 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 the ninety first minute, but then I had to calm my head down and said, "Okay, this is this is a proper offside goal, and it wasn't given." But uh, through the game, uh, there was an early early uh, Sterling goal. Then two, I I I felt City's uh, first goal, which they conceded, a uh, son goal. It was very soft. Ederson uh, he couldn't. It was right under him, but he couldn't really uh, get his. Body position. Even the first goal in the first leg, which he conceded, was not really uh, was was in in the same manner. The second goal was a brilliant, brilliant counter attack by City, and and uh, a few people, many are not pointing out uh, Emmerich Laporte's mistakes for the first two goals of of versus uh, Spurs. So that's what he did. The second goal also, he gave the ball away. City paid out to Son, and Son finished it beautifully in in uh, into the uh, left hand side corner of Ed- Ederson's goal. Um, 
then you had a brilliant city passing move which uh, saw uh, Bernardo Silva put the ball in which kind of uh, ricocheted off I think it was Alderweireld and then it uh, went past uh, Loris so it was 2-2 after 11 minutes itself and how horrible is Loris yeah. no one speaks about that but he he's uh, he I don't think he's the a top class keeper I mean bearing whatever world cups and he is one his decision making has always uh, been questionable and yeah. uh, the goals he considered he, versus liverpool also yeah correct yeah so it was 2-2 after, after 11 minutes then you had this brilliant uh, 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 brilliant kevin de bruyne pass where sterling finished it to make it 3-2 in the 21st uh, minute itself so city just needed one more goal uh, to progress to the quarter finals they would have gone uh gone through 4-3 on aggregate but it was till the 73rd minute where uh Laurenti came and scored so uh Prasad I'll hop you in here was it a handball by uh, Fernando Laurenti because the uh, replays from another angle were clearly showing it hit his arm and then it uh, went off his thigh but uh, clearly that was the other side of the other s- uh, camera angle isn't it yeah. the camera angle that the ref saw was let like the ball hit his knee his yeah. leg and it went in but some part hit his arm and that was a clear handball yeah but uh, that was a soft one it's been given now and nothing can be done but that goes on to show you how var can be deadly as well i mean is the same person that has given the decision that is going to review it yeah again and then give the decision so you yeah. know that something's wrong in it Yeah. But uh, th- full credit to Spurs. They uh, hung in there despite the four-two. Yeah. They knew they needed just one more goal, and they got it in Llorente's form. And with Harry Kane daily alley missing, yeah. with uh, th- uh, th- most of the players half fit. I think Vanyama was half fit, and uh, uh, Harry Winks missing. So they missed their in short key players, and they pulled off this result away to City. Mm-hmm. Although despite they. lost the tie but they won they lost the uh, second leg but they won the tie, overall thing yeah. on away goals so the one more question slow mode should the away goals rule be scrapped off then for you know i feel it should be scrapped because it kind of uh, spoils the competition in terms of i i feel the better team is winning at times and it, it spoils even even for the viewer that there there is an excitement and okay my team is playing better we should go uh, we should go through on it and um, i i think the champions league is the only league uh, which takes uh, away goals into con- uh, into consideration uh, uh, considering even the league cup in uh, england in the se- in, in the semi finals but i feel the uh, away goal rule is kind of ancient and it should to uh, to make uh, matches more exciting even with the advent of uh, var you have uh, you can go into extra time and uh, make it much much more spicier into the second legs and you know to be very honest i have a friend who's sent me an amazing solution to this i mean we were uh, going to uh, we were discussing about how the away goals rule should be scrapped and how it shouldn't because then the away goals tend to bring in the the openness of the game so he says that uh, you know there's a there's a fact there's a suggestion that he says his name is achintya and he says if teams are level after both legs before applying away goals give benefit to the team which scores in both legs 
this will ensure the teams attack and don't just sit and defend for example he says arsenal 1 bayern nil bayern 2 bayern nil arsenal 1 arsenal should go through as they scored in both legs okay and had it been arsenal 2 bayern 3 both teams have scored in both legs so now you go and you can apply the away goals rule and then bayern go through on away goals something like that so it seems fair enough to me but then taking into consideration uh, you know what has happened in the past few uh, months and past few years i think it's long gone before we see this rule scrapped off i think it brings out the best in the tie yeah and the teams just don't sit back like if spurs had a one goal lead and you are not taking into consideration away goals they would have sat back maybe and then we wouldn't have seen this uh, so yeah pep guardiola's hand in head in hands and the part 3 of the Spurs City Spurs is coming up and it's a league tie which we'll be talking about later yeah. but then we've got one more game and I don't think that needs to be discussed in depth because Liverpool were 4-1 winners over Porto clearly mm. through and through some very good performances again from Salah um, Mane Firmino off the bench you had uh, Fabinho who break, broke up the play and how can I forget Virgil van Dijk who's putting in 8 out of 10 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 performances and to be very honest Yes, or did you know that Messi has won 39 take-ons in the Champions League and the La Liga? And Virgil van Dijk, no player this season has been able to successfully dribble past Virgil van Dijk. And now we are seeing we'll go, we are going to see Messi versus van Dijk in the semi-final. So that should be a cracker. Even Spurs versus Ajax is a cracking uh, fixture. Yeah. It's a mouth-watering fixture because both teams like attacking football. And we are in for a treat. So when do we play the semi-finals then? And 30th, 30th April and 1st May. Yeah. And I think then it's 7th and 8th of May. Yeah. So those mark those four dates. We are going to get the finalists soon. And we are going to know who plays where and when. So Tottenham versus uh, Ajax is on the 1st. That is the 30th in Europe. And then you have Liverpool, Barca, Liverpool. Uh, on the second, on the first in Europe and second Indian Standard Time. So we, Ajax have an away game like first. So are Liverpool who travel to Newcomb. So that means Lomo that this time Ajax will be at home for the second leg, yeah. and Liverpool will be at home for the second leg, yeah. which they are away in both their previous yeah. games against Bayern and now against Porto. So that we're hoping for a very very cracking uh, semi UCL semi-finals because this year has been unpredictable. You, you, you've seen Bayern go, you've seen Barca go, you're sorry Real Madrid go, sorry Real Madrid go, and you've seen Juventus out. So there is so much. There's a new winner coming up, and I can't wait to see who that is. Bearing Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now let's talk about the game that you are really excited to speak about, which we just saw live, and as Arsenal versus Napoli. Yeah. I think. This was the best defensive performance of the year, especially mm -hmm. it being an away performance and it coming against the second place team in Italy. What did you make of the game then, Shlomo? Yeah, it was a brilliant um, Arsenal defensive way. And so now Arsenal have just conceded one in the last eight games. And this is a shocking stat to uh, reveal because we are so uh, used to see Arsenal being... Uh, uh, conceding goals from the starting exactly, of the season. Exactly. Yeah. And, and thank, thank you to Bernard Leno because that Everton game could have seen us ship in three or four goals 
not for his brilliance yeah so uh, arsenal out of the last 10 games have won eight of them uh, have have lost one and just drawn one so that's a uh, incredible uh, fixtures and even a, a run of results going into the second the last business end of of the season arsenal won this game uh, 1-0 with a brilliant uh, lacazette free kick uh, uh, prasad how important do you see a lacazette to Arsenal's plan, uh, plans right now. Very, very important. Very, very. I mean, he's a and he's an elite striker. And I've been saying this over on the podcast over and over again. I mean, he has the he has the build up, hold up, everything. He can. He has the pace. He has the awareness in the box. He can shoot outside from outside the box. So he's a complete striker. He even comes back, tracks back, and breaks the plays of the opposition. So that is someone I would definitely love to have in my team who just keep his head down and do the basics right. and with obama yang and lacazette's friendship blooming and um, i think totally unai got his starting 11 yeah. spot on and today he committed 50 games today yeah 50 games for our gaffer new gaffer and uh, to be very honest that was a very good defensive performance especially from socrates and koshelny who are yeah. so who have become the mainstay in the defense right now and mustafi not being in the lineup is a boon <laughs> and even gundozi for all that no offense to our arsenal fans because you know uh, gundozi is learning he will learn that kid is a big game player but the games he has started as substitutes i think we have convincingly won yeah and haven't conceded by the way yeah so there some few things for unai to take uh, uh, care next season but we are arsenal are into the semi finals and they face valencia who won 2-0 on night 5 on an aggregate so santi casorla sadly doesn't make his return and then let's talk about the other two exciting games where frankfurt were victors on away goals yeah. 2-0 on the night and 4-4 on aggregate away yeah. goals they scored the two away goals there so jao felix a heartbreak for him and benfica who yeah. clearly thought that they had delivered a performance yeah. that night but uh, the one more game at the stamford bridge which Actually came into Work life. Killer, yeah. yeah, Chelsea went up four-one, and then conceded two at the very start of the second half, and they were at the edge. Did you expect Slavia Prague to do so well at Stamford Bridge? Oh, uh, definitely not. Uh, Chelsea four-one uh, up, and then uh, Prague uh, put in uh, smashed in two goals to put four-three. Uh, but Chelsea had that second, that first leg, that first leg advantage. So it was still five-three on. aggregate uh, uh, uh even chelsea's uh, second half performance wasn't that great uh, the slavia prague uh, praha substitute stoch uh, he had at least a good three four shots on target but he couldn't really take his chances so chelsea now uh, progress to the semi finals and they go on to face uh, frankfurt who are also doing very well in in the bundesliga they are currently fourth in the bundesliga right now so that will be an interesting semi final so again a heads up to everyone who's listening and who's going to listen to this the four semi finals of the champions league are ajax spurs barcelona and liverpool and the ties are ajax versus spurs barcelona versus liverpool and then the two europa league semi finals are chelsea versus frankfurt and arsenal versus valencia so we are all we are as we say we are in the end game now we are nearing the business end and that takes us to the premier league slomo yeah. and we're going to see manchester city versus spurs part 3 so 
Manchester City versus Spurs Part Three, a game that, that I'll be very happy if it ends four three because that will give three points to City, <laughs> who will face United in the uh, derby in the midweek. But uh, City versus Spurs now. Now that City are out of the Champions League, yeah. so their fixture list list considerably reduces. So yeah. they now have to play just five games yeah. and one FA Cup final. That is six games. Yeah. Do you see a City side wounded and hurt and coming out in full revenge this Saturday? Yes, yes, yes. City are going to put an all-out assault on the Premier League title. Uh, so they have two two crucial games coming up. They play Spurs now and then they go on to play Manchester United in the Derby. So that will also be quite an interesting game there. Uh, Spurs, they are a full... Uh, uh, Spurs... Uh, Prasad, how do you see maybe Spurs uh, lining up for uh, this game? Because our major focus will be on City and how they will respond. But let's not forget Spurs. They are currently third with 67 points. But Arsenal are just one point behind them with 66 points. So maybe how how do you see Spurs uh, playing this game? Because they also have the Champions League uh, semi-final coming up. And Kane's gone. And even Ali, uh, I think, should he rest Ali for... Uh, for this game, uh, Kane's back into slight training. Yeah. You've got you've got Harry Wings who's also going to train daily, Ali as well. But their fitness remains a question, like whether they start or no. But Bochettino's always gone in with that winning mentality. I mean, he's going to set up to win and counter attack, and that's how they're going to go. So Pochettino knows this is a crucial game. And he has I maybe one eye on the Champions League where he fancies going to the final now. But that will be tough. That's unpredictable. So he knows very well that they have to get their job done right here in the Premier League. And uh, I think Llorente starts then. Lucas Mora gets a nod. Uh, you have Eric Lamela who also gets the nod. And then you have Wanyama, Victor Wanyama, Sissoko who will be there. And uh, I think then the back four of Alderweireld um Vartongen, Trippier and Danny Rose for me if not Ben Davis who will be rested maybe so Spurs know that they have to still focus on the league finishing in the top four but with Arsenal having Crystal Palace at home I think they know they have to get the three points to make sure that they remain third yeah. because Chelsea have Burnley in the midweek yeah, on Monday night that means that could be three points for Chelsea and United have Everton away. So, yeah. that will be a tough game for them. Yeah. So, it's all to play for in the Premier League this weekend, yeah. mind you. Because Everton are very good at home. We saw that. They've beaten Chelsea. They've beaten Arsenal. And now, United come there. And they're not in the best of forms. So, it's, a, it's going to be a packing weekend, Slomo. And it's going to be such where we kind of missed one more game. It's yeah. Cardiff versus Liverpool. Yeah. So, there's one more thing to notice about Cardiff was Liverpool is that Cardiff just beat Brighton 2-0. Yeah. And now they're just two points behind Brighton in 18th. So there's a minor hope that they might survive relegation. Minor. Just yeah. a minor hope. Because they just beat Brighton. And if you look at Brighton's fixture, it is Wolves away. So that'll be a mouth-watering tie. Yeah. And you know, with Neil Warnock lining up his side. Although Liverpool are favourites to win that game considering their form. But it's going to be one hell of a cracking uh, weekend. Which games are you excited for the most in the Premier League? Uh, I'm definitely excited to watch Spurs versus City. Um, City versus Spurs, sorry. And that's at 
India time uh, five o'clock on Saturday the twentieth of April, and then I'm also looking forward to Arsenal vs Crystal Palace, where Arsenal will go um, full throttle, and it's at eight thirty p.m. on the next day, which is Sunday, which is twenty uh, first April. So that is how Arsenal also should uh, comfortably win this, but uh, they won four nil last time in uh, the seventeen eighteen season, but so. I I think he he should start Ozil for uh, for this game because Ozil didn't play in the second leg at um, no. Napoli and there's also there's the major major concern is of Ramsey right now so yeah. uh, Prasad how do you see the midfield lining up for this game for Arsenal? Oh definitely Zaka Torreira as the axis in the midfield and you have uh, Ozil who will start at the number ten position and then uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang up front if uh, Emery might. Rest one of the two strikers. He might bring in Mkhitaryan or Evobi in the starting eleven. Yeah. But I think the back four, Socrates serves his game ban. So I think Mavropanos gets another nod, according to me. And then you have Socrates, and uh, you have uh, uh, you know Ashley Maitland Niles, and you have Kolasinac or Montreal there. Yeah. So I think Emery will stick to a back same back five. I'm reading a couple of things on the internet where. Uh, Emery has outcoached Ancelotti, a great choice from Arsenal. Where would we be now if we had brought in a quality coach five years ago? That's the question. Well, we all know that some questions, there are some questions that have been asked of Arsenal and their management. But hey, um, the it is what it is, like Max yeah. Holloway says. <laughs> so, uh, some few games that we want to incorporate in the podcast. Is that we are going to do something like games to watch out for? So let's go to the La Liga yeah. slow mo then, and then you have Barcelona versus Espanyol. The Catalan derby is there. Absolutely, you have Real Madrid versus Athletic Club, Athletic Bilbao. Yeah. All these games on Sunday. Uh, let's see what's there on a Saturday in the La Liga. Eibar versus Atletico Madrid. Mm. Um, you have Celta Vigo, Girona, Deportivo Alves versus Real Valladolid. Yes, interesting game in the Serie A, right? Absolutely, and before we get there. Uh, let's see what's up. What's up for Gabs in the Serie A in the weekend, and uh, we can see Parma versus AC Milan is a 4 p.m. kickoff on a Saturday. Also, let's talk about the big boys now. Juventus versus Fiorentina at 9:30. They would look to wrap up the title and wounded. Wounded. They just want to finish the title and get their eighth successive uh, Scudetto uh, title in the bag. And then you have the big one, uh, Roma versus. Inter Milan on yeah Sunday. Inter Roma yeah. Inter Roma on a Sunday morning yeah. that will clash with Barca and Real ba- Espanyol by the way and uh, speaking about uh, league titles PSG bottled it again isn't it <laughs> yeah and they lost three two at uh, Nantes on Wednesday morning and it uh, they're still uh, second place Lille are still seventeen uh, points uh, behind them with six games to play so that's barely they'll have to. Uh, PSG will have to lose all of the six games, which is highly, highly unlikely. And who face Monaco this uh, yeah. Monday? So I see the title celebrations getting delayed still further. Yeah. I, I feel so. Uh, but and Tuchel's under the gun. And how can we forget the league that's get, uh, brewing up the second best title defense? That's the German Bundesliga. And German Bundesliga. Let's go on to Saturday, Slomo. Yeah. And if you can see on a Saturday. Here it is. Yeah. Bayern Munich versus Werder Bremen, 7 p.m. game, 
Yeah. Uh, you have Munchen Gladbach versus RB Leipzig. That's an interesting game. Uh, that's, that's for the Champions League spots, by the way. Yeah. And then you have Freiburg versus Dortmund uh, on a Sunday. Yeah. So, some interesting games coming up in the weekend. Well, this midweek has been thoroughly and thoroughly entertaining. And I mean, you, ha- you can say uh, the Champions League games that we have witnessed... We are truly privileged to see how Ajax have been doing and how the other teams have done. Uh, especially the teams who have spent less and gone through. Although, if Spurs won the Champions League, I think it will time it will be time for us to go to the Himalayas and become a goat and never come out again. Yeah. But a fair play to Pochettino. Hey, fair play to Jurgen Klopp, who have been sensational this season. And uh, they have been excellent coaches. And fair play to Unai Emery is also who's inherited a mess, by the way. And uh, we just put in our best defensive performance of the season. So, so much to talk about on this episode. But it's fun always. And the fact that we could put in so much in this episode is worth staying up at 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, definitely. It's a good Friday. It's a good Friday for Arsenal fans. <laughs> yeah. It's a good Friday for Spurs fans, for Liverpool fans. Who I will? I I think football fans in general because last season was kind of not uh, uh, competitive with Real with Real Madrid just strolling through the Champions League and then you had City going to hundred points and also winning the league there. You had uh, Bayern Munich also strolling to another Bundesliga title. So this season I think it's more exciting and it's. Going to be uh, the same till I I feel to the, to the I hope to the last match days in all the leagues. Absolutely, and uh, all eyes on the Premier League. Four games left for Liverpool, five for City. And mind you, this week is very crucial, especially the weekend and the midweek. Yeah. Where City face Tottenham, and then they have the Manchester derby. For Manchester United fans, it doesn't get any better. Because they face Everton away, they have then they have the Manchester Derby at home, and then they go then they have Chelsea. So all the said and done, all said and done, it's going to be a cracking week of football, a cracking weekend, by the way. And Slomo and me will be back maybe on a Monday night or a Tuesday to give you episode number forty-three of the Panenka View podcast. Episode forty-two has been fun. It's the first time we are recording at three in the morning. And I hope you listen to it. Also, give us um, a follow on Twitter, a follow on Instagram. Do make sure to check us out on Google and Apple Podcasts and other 11 audio platforms as well. So, here's your host Prasad signing out with co-host Shlomo Samuel on episode number 42 of the Pan and Kaviu. Bye-bye.